The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the honor of the family, for the name that the family's been putting up for the last 65 years. Boys, Gracie! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous! <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. We are having a technical meltdown. I have construction people here. Matt has a crazy background. Looks like he's in a storage unit because of those the blinds. It's my bedroom, Jimmy. It's beautiful, and I'm sure there's a lot of magic occurs there. You look good. Thank um, you, Jimmy. We have a legend. Well. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I in addition, think. a second legend. Thank you. Who I am uh, very excited. I don't think we've had him on the show before. Um, so let's bring in the uh, the great Hoist Gracie. Yep, first appearance here on Unfiltered. Hey, later on, we're talking about my Sarah annual BBQ. Yes, I would like to talk about that. And thank you for the invite. I wasn't able to go because I had too much stuff to do. Uh, one of which was uh, watching all those amazing fights. I watched them on Sunday because I worked on Saturday. There he is. Look at the master hoist. He he doesn't age. So what have you been doing now that you're, uh, you know, since you retired, what is retirement like for you or, or, or retirement from active fighting? Like what, what is life like for you now that you're not actively competing like you were? I'm traveling seven months of the year all over the world. I just got back from July. I was pretty much in England, Ireland, uh, for Bellator, Wales, to Portugal, to Italy, and Algeria. That's Walmart. Now, is that seminars also, or is that visiting your teaching. affiliate? Teaching. I was teaching seminars and Bellator appearances, yes, but was mostly teaching, yes. Now, Mr. Hoist, let me just, before we go on, I have to thank you. And I'm sure many people, many martial artists over the years, they, they thank you for what you and your family brought to the, to the, uh, to the martial arts community, the world. But when I was 18, my first time ever on a mat learning a, a class was under yourself and Horion, and then was your, your fiance, I believe, at Waterbury, Connecticut in 1992. I was there, David Adib was there, who went under Hoyler after that. But my first time ever on a mat, and back then, Jimmy, it's hard to believe, 
if you were a martial artist in the States before the Gracies arrived, when you the martial arts were cool, but you, you know, I didn't like the forms and you had to learn the katas. So when I went to that seminar and um and they had us doing the mount drills and the flow drills, elbow escape, the scissor, the now going live, you have to hold mount. I'm like, wait, there's no forms, there's no katas, there's just dominant positions and submission holds. I was sold, Master Hoist. Now it's my life. You set me on my path. So thank you. <laughs> well, Jiu-Jitsu set you on your path. <laughs> yes, it's true. But it was well, a beautiful just, thing. I'm and just grateful for my father to show my father's technique. Did you ever not want to do it? Like, are there any Gracies that just don't want to do Jiu-Jitsu because it's such a part of the family life? Was there ever a point in life where you were like, I'd rather not do this when you were a kid? Not me. I want to show to my family that I can do it. So they play, always play a little reverse psychology on me. Hey, you're not good enough. What? I'm not good enough. I'll show it to you guys. Come here. Let me show it to you. Nah, <laughs> you're too young. <laughs> like, what? I want to do it. <laughs> it work. And you had some <laughs> nice things to say about uh, Connor when you were in, uh, when you were in uh, Ireland. So do you, you, you like the, the way fighting has evolved and the way the fighters have evolved into promoting fights so much differently than they used to? It works for him but not for everybody. It's kind of like Muhammad Ali. He worked for Muhammad Ali, but not everybody can talk like Muhammad Ali. Some other people try to cop Connor, but it doesn't come out the same. You see, it's, uh, there's only one Connor McGregor, so. <laughs> it gets cringy. It gets cringy when guys try to force it. Ugh. They see you making money and they try to force it, and it's no good. You know, everybody have a different personality. A hundred, a hundred percent. Are you amazed with how this thing your family started changed fighting all over the world? Like you, you have to sometimes stop and think like it's, it's incredible what you have contributed, what your family has contributed to, to fighting and to what is considered being a good fighter now. Um, well, we started as a just a self-defense art wasn't to teach my father never taught us how to fight he taught us how to teach fighting is just to prove to that our style is the best because everybody always have that question which style is the best and today is pretty much still the fighters are always looking for a new challenge you see they always want they want to know well i'm the toughest one everybody's saying that this next guy is the toughest one Let's get in a cage and find out. Now, when did you feel you finally quenched your thirst for fighting? Because you, again, you were fighting well in your 40s. Correct? I mean, correct? So, I mean, when did you finally, all right, I'm finally, like, look, we just talked about Henzo. He was 51 in there strangling, uh, I think, <laughs> Yuki. Uh, yes. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful technique. Oh, I mean, when did you finally say, all right, all right, I'm good. I had enough glory. Um, I think on this business, as you know, the body as you get older doesn't recover as fast. So yeah. you can go super hard, do everything well today, but then tomorrow it's like, oh my God, I don't want to get out of bed. The body doesn't recover as fast. So when, as a young age, they'll go back and do it again and again and again. The body recovers so much faster. So you got to listen to your body. What's the hardest part of teaching? Mm. Teaching, the hardest part is teaching 
somebody very smart and very strong. Why is that? Because they're very smart. They will overthink. They will be thinking too much instead just reacting, instead just move. Um, the very strong is be able to make him understand that strength, there's always going to be somebody stronger than you. You got to know the right technique. I always tell people in order for you to, but that goes for every sport for you to win. You first thing you have to know what you're doing. I don't know how to play American football. I have no business on that field. I don't know how to throw, how to catch. I don't know the names, the passes. What am I going to do in the field? I'm going to be lost. So you have to know the game. Basketball, swimming, goes for everything. Once you know it's easy, driving a car, driving a motorcycle. Second thing is you have to have endurance. You can have the fastest car in the world, but without gas, what are you going to do? Push that car around town? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> the third thing is strength. So you, ha you have to be exactly in that order. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have heart, and then you have to have the strength. Now, Jorge, let me ask you, what do you think of the, the current state of, of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and, um, and tournaments and stuff like that? Especially now we got this new, like, not, listen, I shouldn't say new because leg locks. I remember Ken Shamrock trying to lay down with a, a leg with you, like he did to Pat Smith back in UFC number one. So they've been around forever, but the entries now into them are, um, are, are, are new and, and exciting. Do you waste, do you, what do you think of the current state of the Brazilian tradition? Let me start with that. Oh, I don't believe martial art was made for, point, for points, for tournaments. Martial art in general was made, forget which one is better than the other. Kung Fu, Karate, Taekwondo, they were made for you to defend yourself in a street fight situation. Capoeira, Jiu-Jitsu, none of them were made for scoring a point. Point is ruining martial art in general. Like, like the last Olympics, I can't remember, I think it was the finals. Uh, Taekwondo, the guy knocked one out one opponent, one fighter knocked the guy out. The guy who got knocked out won because the guy who knocked him out got disqualified. Too much force. It's like, that was a Forget which martial art is better than the other. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a shame that, yeah. imagine, I knocked my opponent out and I got disqualified. That's like a life, that's like a life curse for the gold medalist too. Cause everybody's like, Oh, you won the gold medal. Let me see the fight. That was. I can't remember if it was Taekwondo or karate or one of those on the last Olympics. If it was the finals or not, it was a shame for the art. Art was made for the ultimate street fight. No, exactly. No, I, 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 I agree. But when, when I teach my students, when you want to think of points, like when they originally started um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as a sport in Brazil, as you know, the points were for what's best in a street fight. You two points take down, pass the guard, clear the legs, cross-eyed is a better position than being in the guard. Three, the most dominant position in a fight is mount. So that's four points. Back, four points. A submission ends it. So on, on paper, that's a good mentality. But with any kind of point system, 
in the tournaments, they end up manipulating, get a little bit of points and stop. But as a mentality, that's a good, as far as I, I that, that kind of point system is good for, um, for fighting, in, in my opinion. Compared to nowadays, you could say, all right, well, there's no points. Well, now, guys, you see guys, especially Nogi, not trying to get mounted because they know a little bit of space will be on my leg. So they, they no longer develop that, that sticky mount, you know? I don't know. Now I'm ranting, but. Hey, they just, they just had a match yesterday, Bard and Ryan. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes 45 minutes. Guess, Felipe, uh, they just fought for like 40-some minutes. I like that. One final is like, man, I'm done. I'm too tired. I can't go on anymore. It's true. Hey. It's true. After 45 minutes, he goes, all right, look. He's done. <laughs> that's, hey, that's something. That is something. That's endurance like you talked about. But I like, I like, like that, Bam. You do like that. You like the no time limit. No time limit. With the rules. And this is funny because um, they have the EBI rules, those Eddie Bravo rules. Now, this is interesting because it's more of a game. Because if it goes to a – there's no scoring until – and then it's like the overtime, you start – in a submission of a, an arm lock submission position or on the back. So on Joe Rogan, your brother, Master Hickson, was on there. So he asked, and it was funny because he just asked, he goes, well, he got to No, he stated, he goes, well, the problem with that is you didn't conquer that position. So you didn't earn to get on that arm. You didn't really earn to get on that back. You kind of just survive and you get put there. Yeah, you know, so is it really the best grappler? You're not, you know what I mean? With the rules like this, I prefer to just go on like they did yesterday. No yeah. time to start until somebody quit. Go all the way on. The only problem with that is the promotion. They're going to be like, yo, three. Not going to get make a show. Yeah, exactly. Maybe one of those on a card because if there's five, no, you can have a freaking a six-hour event with three, you know what I mean? With three matches. It's crazy. It was like there was only like four or five matches last night. Yeah. Those five matches and last like three hours. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun. So you currently watch the current um, uh, grappling events? No. Oh, you don't? Oh, I, don't. <laughs> I see the results. Yeah, now, what, now, what about mixed martial arts? Are you still watching? Are you still watching like UFC? And- I, like to watch, I like to watch the championship fights. Yeah. I like to watch the champions fights. Because they know how to use this. They are not just coming in to duke it out and trying to put up a show. Yeah. Yeah. Now more than ever, I'm sorry, Jay, I was going to say, now more than ever, uh, Master Hoyce, do you see, uh, and it must aggravate you because it aggravates me, nervous refs playing to the crowd. It's not like back in the day where you could survive Dan Severin and then set him up and get him in a triangle. They would have been like, stand him up. And then they, well, they'd say that back then too. But they would just let you go. You get these nervous refs where jujitsu, jujitsu, chess. So like now it's like speed chess, man. You got to just keep moving. So you can really mess up your timing. You know, I think the rules are pretty good. The the rules are even for the stand up guys, for the grapplers. Right. The mistakes, the refs are humans. Sometimes they make a mistake. I understand. That's why. They always say, do not leave for the ref, for the judges. Come in to finish the fight. So don't leave for the judges. Don't play for the judges because you can go either way. Then you're going to complain. How do you feel about open scoring? They've talked about that a lot. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. Uh, But but with the fighters knowing 
uh, exactly who won the round as each round finishes. Do you agree with that or do you think it should remain as it is? I don't think so. I think they should be concentrating on the opponent, on winning, not, okay, I'm ahead. Because then they're going to play stall the fight now. I know I'm ahead. I know I'm ahead. So two rounds to one. Why am I going to do another round and try to expose myself to lose? So it's better they don't know. They are there to fight, not to look at scorecard. They shouldn't be worried about scorecard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And in the 90s, I think you had written, it was kind of a letter, to, uh, an open letter to Mike Tyson, I think challenging him. And, and years ago in the 70s, I think Muhammad Ali had said that if the martial artist, I mean, he called him, I think the karate man, he said fights the, the boxer, the, the karate fighter will win. Um, did you ever get any type of a response on that? Or, or uh, how did people respond when you, when you requested that? Did they think that you had a chance or did they think that you would get killed? Well, there is only one way to find out. I guess we'll never find out. <laughs> and Mike, that's an awesome person. I met yeah. him. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> but 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 at the time, I heard that he want to do it, but the the promotion around him was saying no because that would ruin boxing. So. Yeah, they do it a lot now, too. If you see, like, a lot of fighters retire. Anderson Silva, uh, you know, a, a Vitor. There's a lot of fighters that retire, and then they start boxing. Tyron Woodley tried it a couple of times. Um, but I would love to see boxers step in and fight MMA, but they just they can't do it because they know, I think, that they would, they would lose every time. So when you see fighters taking something out of their arsenal to fight in a boxing ring, I never like it as much. Well, a boxer would just have to learn the grappling game the takedowns, or at least how to avoid the takedowns, not how to uh, exactly learn how to finish somebody, but not to get finished. So you have to learn the basics on the ground, survive on the ground, because eventually the fight might go to the ground. A hundred percent. I mean, listen, especially in like the UFC, everybody's got to be at least blue belt level or they're screwed. Now, let me, speaking of the UFC and, and, and let's talk about an old nemesis. How are you and Ken Shamrock now? If you guys are on the same event now, do you go up and say, ah, we had some battles? Or are you guys like still like, ah? I'll just look at him, make him walk away. <laughs> some guys you either mesh with and some guys you don't. 
I thought a lot of guys I fought, I get along with like 99% of them. But uh, some of them, you know, some of them you just most of the guys that I fought, there's no reason for me to get along with them. They are my enemies forever now. <laughs> <laughs> That's old school. Hey, listen. Gerard, Gerard uh, Kepadu went to bite your ear off. I, I remember that. Oh, we're going to, oh, listen. Do you remember that hoist? That guy, you didn't get credit. He tried to bite you, and then you you kept the choke on extra. But the French guy in the finals tried to bite Hoist's ear, that fucker. Ah, man. But now, listen, we can finally settle something that me. You know who Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is? Yep. Yes. <laughs> He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of mine and Jimmy's. He's a great fighter. And his father is a great karate man also. The great Ray Thompson, and he insists. Now, look, please, I'm gonna I'm gonna set this out for you, and you lived it, so you will settle this. There was a rumor that Kimo's ponytail came out when you were beautifully working the guard, and there was nothing against hair pulling back then. You had him by the ponytail, you were popping him in the head, you were working your open guard. Now, look, I'm saying it was a mouthpiece. Mr. Ray Thompson saying, oh, the ponytail, which I believe is a myth. The ponytail was still on his head. Now, Master Hoist, please, we, not, we didn't set this up. I don't know what you're going to say. Okay. okay. What, what, ha what happened is he got inside of my guard. I got a, we got a big scramble against the fence. The, the door opened, the cage opened. They push us back in and... And we scramble. I got on top of him, but he rolled me over, got on top of me inside of my guard. I put my fingers inside the ponytail because there was a little rubber band. So my fingers got stuck. And he's trying to pull the head up. And I wasn't even grabbing much. It was like not like I was grabbing this way. Or, no, he got my fingers got inside the lock on the, on the rubber band. So it got stuck. And I punched him a few times, three or four times on the eye, cut his eye open, and the hair, some of the hair came out. Not the whole thing, but the rubber band came out, and some of the hair came out with it. Was the mouthpiece <laughs> out also? Was the, I don't know about the mouthpiece. I remember some of the hair got, got yanked yeah. off. <laughs> it's not just a myth. It's a true story. It's a true story. Some of the hair came out. His whole ponytail didn't come off, but some None of it was pointed. No, no, no. It was just some hair that came out because my finger, I, the, the rubber band opened yes. up and my fingers slipped off. So some of the hair came out with it. And, and something tells me, Master Hoist, that chemo would not have passed the USADA testing pool. <laughs> if he got tested by USADA, I think chemo would have failed. I'm not sure. I mean, the fact that he looked like a He-Man figure. There was no casting back then. Well, <laughs> something But he's, you know, one, he, he's one of the strongest guys I ever fought. Oh 250 pounds, pure adrenaline muscle. <laughs> Did you watch any of the fights on Saturday? Um, the uh, the Orati Esmith, the opening fight... Uh, Myra Buena Silva, uh, she, uh, Stephanie Egger tapped, um, uh, but the ref didn't see it. Um, you saw that, right, Matt? It was an arm bar and she, she tapped on her butt 
And and uh, and Bueno Silva showed good sportsmanship and let her go, even though the ref didn't stop the fight. And Stephanie didn't want to act like she tapped. I was wondering if you saw that and what your thoughts were on that, on somebody not acknowledging they tapped. Because I was I was moving, I was driving across country, so oh, okay. I didn't have a chance to see. But it's messed up when the when when your opponent tap and then try to cheat, like regret it. No, I did not tap. So my mentality was, go ahead, you catch me, I'm locked, break it, because I'm not going to tap. Go ahead, choke me out, I'm, I'm not going to tap. You see, that's my mentality. But if you tap, you should you should go ahead and be fair, you see, with yourself and, and tell the truth on that case. Because that's what happened with me and Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock tapped. I let go, he tried to continue. So the following fight, and every fight after that, I'm hanging on until the referee yank me off the opponent. You see, because I was trying to be fair. Okay, he tapped. I let it go, he continued because the ref didn't see it. So from now on, after that fight, I start to hold on, and people are like, oh my God, why are you holding so long? Why Optipolis give me a hard time on that? Well, all you need is one person to mess up for everybody. Yeah, it, it, you would have loved you would have loved this fight because the Brazilian girl Silva, uh, you know, very good in jujitsu, black belt, and the girl she went for, Stephanie Egger, was a, a real good judo player. So he threw her, but Silva's very good in the guard, and Armok side to side to side from the guard, and then she got it, manipulated the balance, and I like those kind of fights because. It felt like judo versus jujitsu. You know what I mean? I like those type of things. Did, did you ever see Ben Askren versus Damian Maya? Yes. Come on, Mr. Hoist. Wasn't that beautiful? That I was so beautiful. Damian Maya is awesome. It was jujitsu at the highest level. Those <laughs> are the things. They make me ha- happy. And everybody all excited about the new leg locks. Ken Shamrock was breaking legs over in Japan. Tore oh, Matt Smith's leg off. He tried to lay down with Hoist's leg. He pulled him right on top. And Mr. Hoist was popping him in the head. But today, but today, all the wrestlers are learning jiu-jitsu. And all the jiu-jitsu guys are learning wrestling. So yeah. that's why it became MMA. Mm-hmm. But so it's like all, the, all, the, all the kickboxers, the boxers, the stand-up guys, they all know how to shoot in, do a double leg, take down like a wrestler. They all know how to sprawl. They all know how to do an armbar, a choke, triangle, you see. So, and the same thing with the jiu-jitsu, the wrestlers. You see wrestlers today knocking a lot of people out, like Ben Henderson. Look at him. Came from a wrestling background and knocked everybody out. It's true. Right hand from hell. It's true. Do you think that's because the way guys are training from a, like the younger fighters now are training in everything? Like they're training MMA as opposed to just training one style and then learning the other ones. Do you think they're training a little bit more balanced now as they're younger? Well, I think MMA would be like this show, but they all train art. Some prefer jujitsu, some prefer judo, some prefer wrestling. You see, some prefer to do. Uh, taekwondo and wrestling. Some will do jiu-jitsu, wrestling, and kickboxing. So they're all learning the art to fight in the MMA show. So, but they have to learn the arts. 
Let me ask you a question here, Master Hoist. You have achieved so much glory over your career. Is there any is there any one fight in particular that was that's the one that you're gonna remember in the rock and share? Like, aha, that was yeah, well, UFC number one or or the Sakuraba, any anything. Is there any one fight that's a little extra special for whatever reason? Okay, one fight. It would be um, UFC one, winning three fights in one night. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Forget that. UFC two, four fights in one night. Now, you know what? Hold on. Wait. UFC three, fighting chemo, 250 pounds. Beast. No, yes, there's one better. Ben Severn, the beast, the final. Wait, wait. Yeah. There's one better than that. Sakuraba. The first fight with Sakuraba, one hour and 45 minutes in the, in the cage, in the, in the ring with him. Six rounds of 15 with two minute rest. No, cancel that one. There's one better. Ooh. Akibono, <laughs> six foot eight, 490 pounds. <laughs> the they're, rest. All, man. they're all like that. You love them all. He lo- that's, look at that. He, that's, he, he's going to remember them all, Jimmy. That's going to be with him forever. That's great. Now I feel like going on a deep dive and watching all your fights. <laughs> I'm going to do that. It's hard, it's hard to pick one fight. <laughs> I believe it. Now, as a, I'm, a, I'm a non-fighter, so I'll ask a very amateur question. But in the fight against Sakuraba, you wore a gi, he didn't wear a gi. And I was always struck by, isn't that a, a huge advantage for him? Because he has a lot to grab onto that you don't. Well, I look at the gi as a trap. So two men fighting in a nightclub tonight. They all rip each other's shirts. Why? Because human instinct to grab it. If he grabs my key, I know where his hand is at. I've been trained like this all my life. He grabbed the key. I know where his hand is right here. Hmm. If he had nothing to grab, what is he going to do? He's going to be punching me. So I prefer that he holds on to me instead grab on instead be, grab on to me instead be punching me. So it's almost like a yeah. It's harder. But he won't hit me because his hands is stuck on my body. You see, if he had nothing to grab, he'll be punching me on the face. I don't like to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so go ahead and grab onto my gi all day long. I don't mind. <laughs> now, Makes it difficult. Just don't punch me. <laughs> now, what are your thoughts for training in the gi uh, for an MMA fighter? I mean, if because a lot of these kids. They go, ah, I'm not fighting in the gi. Why should I? I'd like to just do no gi. I have my thoughts on the gi and what I love about it as a jiu-jitsu man and fighter. But what are your thoughts on training in it just compared to just training no gi? Okay. Um, let's say I spar with the kickboxing champion of the world. And he beats me up, knocked me out 10 times in three minutes, okay? I'm going to go, hold on, hold on. Let's take the kicking off. Let's take the knees off. Let's take the elbows off. No sweeping, no grabbing the neck. Let's don't do strictly boxing because I last longer. And you knock me out one time in three minutes. I think I'm better. That's the mentality. People think, oh, I'm much better if we do just hands. Because if you use your knee, your elbows, your kicks, 
grab me on the neck. Are you going to beat me up too fast? So all you're doing is taking my tools away. You see, that it, you're equalizing the scale. So somebody, if we spar with the gi, I beat my opponent 10 times. I make him tap 10 times in one minute. And then he goes, no, no, let's take the gi off because I can last longer. You don't have how to choke me. You don't have the grips, the grab. So he equalized the scale only. So I prefer with the gi, you have many more tools. It's like boxing and kickboxing. I prefer kickboxing personally because you have more tools. You can kick, you can knee, you can elbow. Same thing with the gi. But then people say, no, 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 I want to take the gi off because I'm much better without the gi. All you're doing is taking my tools away. You're not improving your jiu-jitsu. You're not improving your technique. You're just taking the opponent like me as a boxer, telling the kickboxer, don't kick, don't knee, don't grab my neck. Do you see? So I prefer learning the whole thing. I agree. I love that. Okay, and if you look, if you look at most of the guys that win the, the, the Abu Dhabi Championship, the ADCC, no gi, they're all guys that win with the gi. They're all gi champions. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I believe the gi has other benefits, even if you're wrestlers, they're hard to hold down. You put them in a gi, now, now they have to, they're forced to work their arm locks, their sweeps, because they're good until they meet a better wrestler. And now they're on their back and they have nothing, you know? So I, at my school, they're not allowed to take the gi off until they get four stripes on their belt. I kick it old school, Mr. Hoist. Yep. And my, I mean, it's okay during the summer. I tell my guys, hey, it's hot outside. Just work with no gi. It's just, the way I teach seminars, I never depend on the gi. MMA, it was fighting, how to defend yourself in a street fight situation, how to get in a clinch. You don't need the gi. It's just the tradition, but it's there. I can use different chokes now if I have to. You see, I can control my opponent. Plus, if the opponent walk around with no shirt on, like you can walk around with no shirt on, show your physique. Me, eh, I'll keep my shirt on. <laughs> and you, uh, you moved. Is that a, is that the new house you're in right now? Yes. Uh, how? Florida. Oh, would you say you to Florida? Yep. Where were you before? California, the communist country of California. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Florida is a. Did you want to get out? Like, taxes are sky high in California. California's going crazy. Forget the time. We pay. We pay to live in a state that is the only place in the world that you can surf in the morning, ski, snow ski in the afternoon, and spend the night in the desert on the same day. They're all two hours away from each other. On the winter, you can pretty much go in the morning, go to the beach. Two hours later, you're in the snow mountain skiing, and two hours later, you're in the desert. It's like the only place in the world. They got the best. I'm heartbroken. But the laws are so bad. It changed so much. I've been there since 84. I'm heartbroken, believe me. But it's I couldn't put up with the laws anymore. Well, you went to the right place then, Florida. Yeah. It's a, like, my, my, my niece is a, a police officer over in Oakland. And she was telling me that she's like, sometimes, uncle, I arrest the same guy three times in the same day. And he, I bring him to the station, and he's out of the station before me, before I finish my paperwork. 
And then I go out on patrol and he's out there. I bring him in again. And the same thing happened. I bring him in for doing drugs, for walking naked down the street and became a no crime. This is like, ah, it's no problem. So it's, it's, so it's discouraging. Yeah. Did you move yourself? Did you, did you get a truck and drive it or did you just hire a company and fly? Well, my oldest son packed everything because I was gone the month of July. He packed everything. Henry, uh, he fights for Bellator, so he's packed everything in the, in the not everything because we sold most of it. He did a big garage sale. It was more of uh, the essentials. He packed the essentials, <laughs> put it in a container, ship it across country, and then uh, we drove because we have a couple more cycles and the dogs, and so we drove across country. Was it hard for you to sell stuff and get rid of it? Do you get very attached to things or are you easy to let uh, material things go? Oh, I'm not. I don't get attached to anything. The only thing is my key, my belt. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. Right, everything across country. We just settled in over here. We still have no furniture in the house. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a nice brand new house. It looks nice. It looks like you're in a, a, a new place. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I love it. The air it smells like freedom over here. Yeah. <laughs> it smells like freedom. <laughs> well, I was in I was in LA. I don't know if you were in LA, but I was out there twice this year and I'm it's amazed how bad it is compared to where it was a couple of years ago. I mean, um, you know, it's it's definitely San Francisco I've been into. It's changed a lot. It's changed a lot in the last few years. It's uh it, they're homeless and they managed it to ruin a great state. And it's uh I'm yeah. But over here in Florida, the weather is like Brazil. So I'm at home. Yeah. Well, um, uh, are you promoting anything today? I don't think you're promoting anything, but we'd love to promote whatever you want. I know it's Real Hoist on Twitter and Instagram if people want to follow you or uh, keep up with what you're doing. But uh, is there anything in particular you'd like us to promote? There's a Hoist Gracie official, Hoist Gracie Network official. That's what I post all my seminars. So and I travel quite a bit. I'm, I'm actually going back to teach in California for Grace Humaita. I'm going to be there teaching a couple of seminars for them. So I got to go back to California and then go to Vancouver, to uh, Vancouver Island, to Salt Lake City, Utah, then back to Florida for a couple of days and off again. Living so it's, the a life. it's a great it's, life. It's a great life. They fly you everywhere. You're doing what you love. It's, it's a great life. I love to travel. I love to uh, the beach. So, <laughs> and teaching. So I put all of those together. And that's my life. That's great. Dude, I, I love it, Mr. Hoyce. I, 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 I really do. And I love how you always keep it for self-defense, for fighting. The, even the art in jiu-jitsu of managing the distance, both standing and on the floor, is almost like a lost art with the new generation because... All amazing leg locks, this and that, but the managing the distance is something that yourself, your nephews, you know, the old school, they, they keep it in mind for the fight. So I love that you're, you're still keeping it jujitsu for what it's for, the fight, you know? But most people want to learn martial art because they don't even, so most of the time, people don't even know why they want to learn martial art. Most of the time, they don't know. 99.9% they don't they want to learn martial art doesn't matter which one people come to learn martial art because something happened to them at one time in their life like St. Pierre 
Aureli said he used to get bullied oh, back yeah. in school. Or, or maybe they saw something happen. Maybe they saw in a movie. Maybe they saw as, as they driving by and somebody putting the finger on somebody's face and calling their attention. They put themselves in that position. What if that was me? What would I do? And the people get that thing stuck inside their heads and they forget about it. It goes on, goes on with their lives. And until a friend shows up and it's like, yeah, man, there's this crazy martial art from Brazil and the guys choke each other out, should come over and, and, uh, it's going to be good for you to get in shape. It's going to be good for you to, to be flexible. So people come in, it's like, why do you join martial art? Well, because I want to be flexible. I hear that all the time. But no, because if you want to get flexible, go do yoga. Well, because yeah. I want to get in better shape, go for a run. Go lift weights. We'll get you in a bunch of better shape than jiu-jitsu. They want to learn martial art in general because they want to learn how to defend themselves, not how to score a point. So martial art in general was made for you to defend yourself in a street fight situation. That's right, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, it's a, it's an honor to have you on, and uh, it was it was great having you. Please come back and uh, and hang with us again. And uh, I'm happy for you. You look very happy, and uh, everything is good. Life is great, so it's it's great to talk to you. Life is good in my world. Don't touch it. Don't change anything. We ruin everything. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Mr. Hoist. Good to see you, sir. Thank you for coming on. Take care of yourself. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And I guess we should cover real quick a couple of the fights. I mean, one of the best fight nights, and I mean, including pay-per-views, ever. I mean, every fight was a stoppage. Every fight was exciting. Um, absolutely incredible. Jamal Hill, a great, great uh, win over Tiago Santos. Um, he's the real deal. I mean, uh, he was very yeah. good at getting back up. I was really impressed. Santos took him down a lot, but he was very good at getting back up on his yeah. uh, on his feet. And he's... Got a great punch, uh, great power. So I don't think he's ready for uh, Prohovsky yet. I don't think you should get a title shot yet, but I do think that he's on his way. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. We, we both picked him. However, Jeff Neal, who I love, um, I, I took Luke by decision, and you took Neal by uh, third-round stoppage, and that's exactly what happened. His left was, uh, was splitting Luke's guard all night. Uh, that left was devastating from the first round until the end. Is that right? I picked Neil? Uh, yeah, you picked him in the third. 
And so I and, and you pick Luke. Yep. I incorrectly. I don't know if that's right. Did I do that? Didn't we have Luke on? I said I picked yes. Luke. So then why are they saying that I picked Neil? I don't know. Can we can we confirm that? You guys gotta confirm that because I think we got that opposite. I think you picked Neil and I, I don't I like I'll take the win. Oh wait, maybe I'm being totally honest and I'm saying I know I picked I picked Pauga over Usman and I wanted to be wrong and I was wrong. I just thought that Usman had less uh I thought Pauga had a bit of a more complete package than just power, but the Usman uh, really shut me up. I'm happy for him, too. Oh, just so you know, uh, our producer said they'll confirm after the show, which makes, which is absolutely no good for us now. It means nothing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. saying. I'm curious, too, but now we'll all be curious together. Yeah. But let's just say, let's just say that Jeff Neal, let's just talk about the fight. Jeff Neal looked fucking awesome. And and, uh, Saeed, uh, Saif Saeed, uh, he was awesome. And he gave him a talking to, saying, oh, you like to take the second round off, huh? And he gave him a fucking tongue lashing. And and good. I'm glad he did because he lit something underneath him. And next thing you know, uh, you know, he was straight fire. Sorry, I just want to talk like the kids talk. That's all right. You know? They, 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 instead of saying just hot, something's hot. Sure, say, it's lit. Well, yes. But even and then you you just say, like, you add more to that. You say fire. That's what they say. Yeah, That's Of fire. course. All right. But uh, but he did, man. He, I mean, Luke was, he came back that second round. I believe he got that second round back. And it was one and one. And then, you know, Jeff Neal just stayed on him when he had him hurt. He had the power and the athleticism, you know. Yeah, and, he looked um, great. He looked great. He needed to believe it. And uh, safe, safe, uh, definitely was a cattle prod that was needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was something else. <clears throat> yeah, Mohammed Usman, I think, looked just like the, that, that was insane. That was, that was a scary knockout, man. Cause yes, it was. Them, you didn't need the follow up, but better safe than sorry. And, now we're all sorrier for watching it because it's it's haunting my nightmares. I'm only kidding. But it was brutal. A brutal, yeah. like... Uh, yeah, that left out of the jaw. Oh, dude. The, the follow-ups were that was scary. Uh, the Juliana uh, Miller defeated... Um, yeah, Brogan, uh, Brogan uh, Walker. Yes. All right, really quick. Um, yes, we said Juliana Miller. That was great. That was wild, man. That, that was uh, the TKO third round strikes. Yeah. You know, good good fight. Terrence McKinney looked uh, unstop- unstoppable yeah. on one sub, and he was just on fire. Incredible, yeah. He might have got one shot in that was decent, but then he was just, Terrence was just too much, and he was on the point. Yeah. And uh, Sergio. Uh, Sergey Spivak, yeah. Spivak looked awesome. I know. I, I love Augusto Sakai, too, but yeah, that was a rough one for him. I really enjoyed his takedowns. I really enjoyed it, man. Uh, Brian Battle looked awesome for taking out um, that head kick. Yeah, Otto, that was something. And uh, who took out Alvi? Please pronounce that for me. Yeah, Mikala Olexechek uh, really uh, stopped Sam Alvi at middleweight. Um, and I, I love Sam Alvi, so it was hard to watch. He's lost, I think it's been eight or nine without a win, so that might be it for him. Yeah, but uh, listen, he's still smiling. What a great night of fights, Jimmy. Yes. Before we go, I had my Sarah annual BBQ over the weekend. Congrats to everybody that got 
their promotions, especially my black belts. Joe Samar, 61 years old. My old uh, friend from um, high school, uh, 14 years. Uh, I know since I'm 14, Brian Diaz, Brian Hernandez. Uh, just, it's just such a, it's a beautiful thing, big gourd. Anyway, uh, but Jimmy, really quick, fuck, I did so great. And then I, and I'm on mic. I'm giving out all these belts. And this one girl I'm giving a perm belt to. Do you imagine this, Jimmy? It was almost like dying on stage. I'm like, and this next one, I love her. I love her family. And then I, then I drew a fucking blank. You blank on her name, yeah. I blanked on the name. I had to look on the phone. So that, there's, there's like 200 people watching me. So I had to go look. So it's almost ungenuine. But I used to train with my, my, my friend that, that passed away. So I was going to bring him up. But then I stopped. And then I'm like, I'm not going to bring him up. I'm going to get upset. Right. So and then I'm like, oh, who was I talking about again? <laughs> yeah, that And I love Dina Spano. You're so sweet. I love you and your family. I hope I didn't make it awkward. You're a purple belt. But I love everybody. Thank yes. you, everybody. Uh, it was such a good time. And Jimmy, I will talk. Do you want to plug anything? Nope. Just say uh, Monday the uh, 22nd, I'll be in Long Island uh, doing a gig, which I will tell Matt about on Wednesday. I'm doing my hour at the Fat Black. And we got to wrap up because I'm going to I'm not going to make it. I'm going to see you when you're in Long Island, too. I'm so excited yes. about that. Me. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, buddy. Thank you to the great Hoist Gracie, too. Thank you, guys. So much fun. Bye, everybody. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.